Welcome to Newest Latest Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Thursday, January 25th, 2018. Start off today with a couple of news items that fall into the category of surprising no one. Kotaku is reporting that sources inside EA have confirmed that Anthem, the big mic drop game of last year's E3 conference, is being delayed until 2019. This is something I think many of us saw coming, but... When Anthem was revealed last year at E3 during Microsoft's press conference as the big one more thing game to end the press conference, there was a big title card that said Fall 2018. And of course, that seemed unrealistic, especially given the content on display, which looked absolutely incredible and very ambitious. Anthem, if you don't remember is EA's big next pseudo-MMO action RPG. The trailer that was shown uh, was very impressive visually with uh, a really gigantic open world. Four players all congregating together, wearing different mech suits, flying through an open world, diving into the oceans, coming back out, having battles, upgrading their systems. A, A very much in-vogue style, multiplayer, live world kind of game. And those are not easy to make. And I think many of us looked at Anthem and thought, 2018? That seems pretty unrealistic. It turns out that is the case. In fact, that exact quote is attributed to the sources from Kotaku. Kotaku says that several of the sources said that the fall release window 2018 was, quote, never realistic. So one wonders why they even put that on the title card. You don't even have to draw that line in the sand. No one's forcing you to tell when the game is going to be released when you announce it. So it seems odd that everyone there knew that 2018 wasn't going to happen and yet made that part of the presentation, which they then have to walk back. So no official announcement from EA yet, but it seems pretty confirmed that Anthem ain't coming in 2018. The second bit of surprising no one news coming out of EA is that there's a new Dragon Age game being developed. I think that was pretty obvious. It's a very strong franchise for EA and one that they are no doubt still committed to. Dragon Age Inquisition was a very successful game. In fact, I thought really one of the high points for the Dragon Age series. It added open world in a really, really cool way and seemed to push the series in interesting new directions. And I'm very glad that we'll get more Dragon Age at some point. I'm a huge fan of the Dragon Age series. I was always one of those people that said Dragon Age was better than Mass Effect, and I caught a lot of flack for that. But For me, that's true. I always enjoyed the shades of gray in the Dragon Age universe rather than the binary good and evil in Mass Effect. And that's a that's a whole other episode. I could go into (laughs) I could go into that. 
But suffice it to say, I'm glad there's more Dragon Age coming. An interesting tidbit from this report is that this new Dragon Age game was supposedly going to have live elements. Now, when I hear live elements, I assume it's something similar to what Anthem is going for, or Destiny, or The Division, or something where you have a live, ongoing, persistent world that people can jump into and jump out of that is going at all times and continues to evolve as the game adds new content. But that doesn't seem to be exactly what the term was being used to indicate in this case. In fact, the general manager of BioWare, Casey Hudson, took to Twitter to explain this idea of live. He says, Too early to talk details, but when we talk about live, it just means designing a game for continued storytelling after the main story. There was some uproar and worry that they were turning Dragon Age into a full MMO or would have less emphasis on single-player epic storytelling in favor of an ongoing world like Destiny 2. But it doesn't seem to be the case. It seems more like they understand that this is a game that they will support over the period of months to years and add new DLC and continued content to keep the game, quote, live in the eyes of its player base and, obviously, to add new monetization streams. Either way, I think that's a a pretty cool vision for what Dragon Age will be. I'm... I'm not surprised that they would think about a big tentpole AAA, very expensive game like Dragon Age, expensive to make, that is, uh, as something that needed to be supported in an ongoing way. And it sounds like they have their heads in the right place for what a Dragon Age game needs to be. I also take from this that Dragon Age ain't coming anytime soon. So uh, I don't expect to see any word of it at this year's E3. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will be a tease of something. But either way, I think this is multiple years off. And Anthem isn't coming this year, which means it's living in 2019, and that probably means Dragon Age is in 2020 or beyond. Still a cool thing to look forward to for fans of that franchise like me. The Game Developers Conference is coming up in a couple of months, and in anticipation of that event, uh, GDC has sent out a survey to its game developer community, asking them a number of questions about the games they are working on. And that data has been released. Uh, The State of the Game Industry Survey, presented by GDC, was published. And it reveals some really interesting statistics about the game industry as a whole. This is the sixth annual survey, and it was completed by nearly 4,000 game developers, So it's not completely comprehensive to the entire industry, but it gives an interesting snapshot of what a lot of developers are working on. When asked which business models they're planning to use for the next completed game, 11% of respondents indicated that they were working on something that would include loot boxes. 11%. That's a smaller number than I would have thought, but it's still very significant, and it surely points to the fact that loot boxes are not going away anytime soon. 49% indicated that their games would be pay-to-download, so the traditional buy-it-once, download-it, play-it model, while 39% said their game would be free-to-play. So nearly 40% of the people that responded 
said they're making free-to-play games. Clearly a very popular business model that we will see a lot more of going forward. 22% and 21% of developers said their games would include paid in-game items and currency, respectively. So that's a lot of added monetization that's being included. Not surprising. And 20% said their games would receive updates and DLC for free. That's a pretty big number that are planning to add extra content for free. This information should be taken, though, through the lens of which kind of developers they're talking to. The vast majority of respondents said that they were creating games for PC, and more of them were making games for mobile than on any particular console. A full 60% of the people surveyed said they were making a PC game, and then 36% were working on mobile and tablet games. So that may inform some of the business model data that we've been talking about. 30% working on games for PlayStation 4, and 26% working on games for Xbox One. Only 12% of the developers reporting said they were making a game for Nintendo Switch, but they did indicate that there was still significant interest in the console. When asked the question, which platforms most interest you as a developer right now, 59% said PC, 39% said PS4, and 36% said Nintendo Switch. It's interesting to note that more developers indicated they were interested in working in VR than on Nintendo Switch, which I find pretty surprising and encouraging. A full 19% of the respondents said that they were actively working on a VR project. That is down from last year with 24% saying that they were working on a VR project. But that's still a larger number than, say, they're working on Switch, which I, I think is a pretty impressive thing. As far as VR goes, the HTC Vive remained the top choice for developers for which platform, VR platform, they wanted to work on. And when asked whether VR is a long-term sustainable business, 71% said yes, and only 29% said no. So at least inside the industry, there seems to be a significant amount of confidence uh, in VR, even if it's dipped slightly from last year's enthusiasm. So what to make of all this data? Well, clearly, the business models that we've seen have success in 2017 aren't going anywhere. Developers are continuing to use them. I'm surprised at only 11% claiming to use loot boxes. We'll see if that number actually shifts in coming years or if developers don't start out thinking about loot boxes and add those in later, as we've seen like with Ghost Recon Wildlands and others that shift to a loot box model. I'm excited for GDC. It's always one of my favorite conferences of the year, and I plan to attend again this year because it's always so interesting to hear what developers are thinking about.